a good idea. Okay, welcome everyone to our Peace Alliance Department of Peace Building campaign monthly calls on third Wednesdays. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, we got another person mm -hmm. coming. Um, uh, it seems yeah. like this last five minutes, most people are getting on. Ah, um, what a month, what a year, and lots of good yeah, stuff. No kidding. On. And uh, we're going to be talking about beloved community and kind of celebrating the legacy and the um, inspiration of both uh, Dr. Martin Luther King and yeah, uh, yes. and his wife, Coretta Scott King, had pretty significant yeah, contributions yeah. as well. And the King Center going yeah, on. Yeah, she did. Uh, so we've got a couple of people yeah. who haven't checked in yet. We were kind of taking care of some of that before we started the recording. Um, who else would like to, hasn't said hello and where they're from or anything else they'd like to say about their connection to the campaign uh, before we get into our agenda? Yeah. Gerilyn, did I'm you gone. say hello or more than hello? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm from yeah. Hollywood, California. Oh. And, um, it, yesterday or Monday, I should say. Uh, was a wonderful day. Mm -hmm. We had a, a great large parade down in South Central where uh, all of the uh, electeds and illuminaries uh, participated uh, in, and they had even had some horses uh, in the parade, uh, which was nice. And uh, it just was uh, a, a really, really wonderful day. Great. Great. Okay. Shoshana, would you like to say hello? <laughs> Optional, but we always like to hear from people. <laughs> Just tell us who you are, where you're from, and keep it that simple, or say more about peace building or the campaign. Shoshana? And um, I live in Santa Cruz, and I can't be mm -hmm. on this for the whole thing, but I thought I would start out. I have an appointment at mm -hmm. 6, so I'm going to see where I'm at here. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. And and we do stay on just about an hour, sometimes a little bit. We extend another 15 minutes, but you may make the whole call. Uh all right, we just had a couple more people joining us now. This is going to be the second highest five-minute period of people joining the call. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, Kendra, would you like to say hello? Hi, I'm in Tallahassee where it's cold. Yeah, not as cold as Chicago, I'm sure. <laughs> no, <laughs> it only got down to 25 last night. Oh my god. Wow. That is something for Florida, yeah. We we were down I'm to one. Yeah. <laughs> That's something for Florida. Anything else you'd like to say? No, but I'm ex no, I, 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 and, and that means yes. I'm excited about the Peace on Earth 2030. Ah, okay. Yeah, that was a good call that we were on today. And uh we'll we'll talk about mm -hmm. that more in the agenda because if anybody else is intrigued by that they gave another extension that people can join by friday um in this nine-week coursework that just started today okay bren would you like to say hello where are you from anything else about the campaign or peace uh yes uh <clears throat> this is bren i'm in northeastern kentucky uh glad Ooh. to be here excited to uh, learn more about peacekeeping and peace building and uh, wanting to extend my outreach uh, to uh, younger generations as well as uh, some of us older folk <laughs> who need to know how to uh, <laughs> keep the peace and, and work within. So um, I started taking this uh, online course uh, talking about positive peace. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, that doesn't Good. seem like that we have that in many places. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so just looking forward to to learning more and, and sharing and listening. 
and promoting yeah. peace. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming back. Let's see, Charlie, you have joined us since we've gone around. Hi there. I'm Charlie. I'm in Amherst, Hi. New York, and it's freezing here. Hi. <laughs> and, um, I'm so looking forward to the cold snap ending. Um, I have a friend, a beloved friend, whose birthday is on Martin Luther King's birthday. She mm. said they're buds. Mm. She's totally into nonviolence, has been all her life. And I have another friend. Yes, I actually have more than one friend. And um, <laughs> she just had twins. And they were born on the 15th and the 16th. So, you know, around midnight. So one of them was born mm -hmm. on Martin Luther, Martin Luther King's birthday. Another. So, ah. yeah. That's what I have to say, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, let's uh, start doing a connection exercise. Anybody who checked in early want to say anything else? Are we good? Okay. All right. So we've got nine people on here now so it could be a good discussion would anyone else like to lead the connection exercise okay i'll go ahead with that for those who are here for the first time uh we just do this as a way of uh, kind of transitioning from the lives that we have that uh you know i think just about everybody is uh, got some degree of of busier fullness of activity. Um, so we just take a moment. Um, and this is also good to do, like if you're going to have a challenging conversation or a serious conversation or yeah. um, going into a meeting or something, just to kind of center or ground or connect with ourselves and with the earth and the love of peace and the love of each other. Just take a moment, take a few deep, long breaths in and exhale slowly just to bring us into this present moment. Anything else that was going on before we came to this call can go up on a shelf for now. It will come down in due time. Anything on our mind that's happening after the call can go up on the shelf. And so we can be fully present with everyone here on the call tonight, really representing, you know, all areas of the country, coasts and the Midwest. North and South. Hold each other in our hearts. Think of something or someone that brings you joy that doesn't maybe have a um, you know, a lot of challenges, <laughs> you know, Teresa, we have a lot of relationships like that, mm -hmm. super joyful and challenging. So just holding joy, they say a grandchild or mm -hmm. someone a little bit more neutral, that's pure love or even a pet, <laughs> feel the love for that being in our heart, feel it expand to everyone in the Zoom room and everyone in the world. Nice, calm, peace. All right, so we always do some updates with the campaign and then our discussion uh, we'll go into. We usually like to get at least 20 or 30 minutes of discussion in on these. Uh, now for this year, we've really focused it on to odd numbered months. We have a grassroots discussion and in even numbers months, we'll have guest speakers. Um, so we it wasn't... Uh, as designated, but it's about what we've been doing. So we just kind of named it and organized it for this year. Uh, so, and that discussion will be around um, Martin Luther King Day. And uh, as summer, maybe all of you are aware, we we um, connected with the King Center last year and, and a number of us did some coursework with the Nonviolence 365. And the King Center has just had about a week worth of programming um, 
with free things and virtual offerings. So we'll see how many people participated in that. And really just uh, we all have awareness around uh, Dr. King and the holiday and and nonviolence. So we'll just see what's alive for people and what they'd like to share around that as we are on our journeys of being the peace we wish mm-hmm. to see in the world as we advocate for a department of peace building that would create that uh, infrastructure to build it and maintain it. Huh. Okay. Nancy, do you want to, are you in a good place to, to talk about our updates? Yeah, yeah I, I will make it short. Um, as almost everybody on the call probably knows, there's a bill in Congress to create a cabinet level department of peace building. Um, it gets introduced every other year. So this, uh, the bill we're working on right now was introduced last, last year in February. Um, we currently, we just got the news a couple of days ago that we have two new co-sponsors. So one is Corey Bush from Missouri, and the other is uh, Siri Thanandar, who I don't know much about that uh, this person he's from um he's from michigan from the detroit area he's mm-hmm. on the government oversight committee and um he's uh, progressive and um yeah it was mm-hmm. a surprise to me i don't i don't know that we have contacted him so that that one was a surprise the cory bush one um I want to thank Amina in particular. Uh, she came. We've been working really hard on getting her on, and I would say we probably sent 40 emails to that office in the last, um, you know, in just in the last few months, and um, and before that even. So, um, congratulations on that, Amina. She uh, absolutely this is, this is persistent for sure. Um, so 42 is the number of co-sponsors we had for the whole entire two-year period of the last bill. So we're in good shape. We're gonna um, we're contacting more members of Congress now, and uh, we're good. gonna be setting up meetings, some uh, Zoom meetings, and uh, there'll be some in-person meetings or drop-bys in Washington D.C. Um, so especially for season for nonviolence, uh, which begins January 30th, uh, right about then, and then a little bit after, we'll be scheduling some meetings and sort of amplifying. Um, I think we have. Do we have the amplifier fly, flyer on um, the website now, Karen? No, I'll get to that either tonight or tomorrow night. But it is linked. Um, well. With the other flyer there with the educational information is there and it links to the flyer with the names of the representatives that were um, focusing on uh, with the office names and numbers and so forth. So, but I'll, I'll also post separately just the Amplify um, without the uh, season yep. for nonviolence okay. information. Yeah. Yeah, so there's lots of ways to go about, you know, we would love you to contact your own member of Congress if you would like to set up a meeting or be part of a meeting. Uh, you can email nancy at peacealliance.org and um, yeah, we'll be keeping you up to date. So we're pretty encouraged that um, we're getting new members on all the time. So I'll, I'll leave it at that and uh you know, let you get as much discussion time in as possible, Karen. Okay. Yeah. Um, Chase, yeah. we haven't heard him on too many calls, but he's he's very excited. He couldn't contain himself about 42 co-sponsors. <laughs> good. Yeah. So good work. Yeah, and and, uh, and, and everybody else. Thank you to everybody who's been doing all of this uh, legwork. So, you know, and which is, pretty much almost everybody on this call. So thank you all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to know how many people are there in Congress currently? I think 435 is the number. 400 and what? 35. 435. I just wanted to get an exact um, idea. Just, I mean, I know one of you said that 
there doesn't have to be an exact number, but I think the more there are, the you know better it gets. For the sure. more, the better. Yes, yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah, so that's 435 yeah. representatives and 100 senators, but it's not, we don't have a companion bill in the Senate um, yet. Um, maybe next session. Good points moving in that direction. Yeah. Last time we had yeah. it was no, I, yeah, in the Senate. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need that then. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, we're working toward that yeah. and having those conversations as we're advocating. So, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Okay. Um, Brent had your hand up for a little while. Did you have a question about something before we okay. move into the discussion? And I had to get to the mic. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, I was trying to look at the link to see if it if the answer were in the link you put on there. But I was just wondering, mm -hmm. um, I think you said you have 42 uh, sponsors already for the bill, supporters. Right. Yeah. Who, can we get a list of what, who those are and what states? Yes, I think uh, if you go on um, our website, which is www.dopcampaign.org. Mm. There's a there's a place on there that you can um, mm. push push and find out what the number you know mm. who the co-sponsors are. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be looking that up and I'll drop it in the in a second. Here. Mm. Um, I don't you know. think we have anybody from Kentucky. Mm. You're from Kentucky. Um. I don't think. <laughs> I'm so sure. I don't think we have anybody <laughs> from there yet, but uh, we would love to have somebody from Kentucky. So, yeah. Yeah, because those are the net, yeah. And maybe Karen or somebody can put the link to, uh, we have a way the... you can click on and contact your own member mm -hmm. of Congress. Okay, I'll, I'll try. Charlie, yeah, Thomas Massey is our representative, and he usually doesn't support a lot of the things we put before him. Through our senators McConnell or uh, uh, Rand Paul, so <laughs> but we'll try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of this is getting the message out too about how yes. important nonviolence is. And okay. So um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that link is in the chat. Charlie beat me to it. Just by a second, Charlie. I'll have you know. <laughs> Okay, so um, uh, we had some recommended questions from Kendra that I liked for the discussion. Uh, what have you learned from Martin Luther King Jr. or from the King Center that are, is important to you? And what have you learned recently about Dr. King or Coretta Scott King that surprised you? So either one of those. What have you learned about Dr. King or from the King Center that is important to you? Uh, or, and um, what have you learned recently about Dr. King or Mrs. King that surprised you? Maybe I'll even drop those into the chat. Would anybody like to start? Well, I, I could say a little bit about Coretta Scott King. Um, I just um, finished reading her memoir, and um, she's an incredible lady in her own right. Um, she was very much a civil rights and human rights activist even before she met Dr. King and um, just did so much. Um, I mean, without her, there would pretty likely not be a Martin Luther King Day. Um, and and not a Martin and not a King Center, <laughs> so uh, she's just been a, had an incredible life and um, wonderful person. And one thing I learned I thought was really interesting um, is that um, she died um, the same day that we start celebrating season for nonviolence. So she was. She died on January 30th, which is also the day that some that Gandhi died. Well, I didn't realize that. I thought that was pretty wow. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Cool. 
Well, I learned something when I was in Atlanta this last week um, that Dr. King's mother was assassinated as well. Yes. I I didn't realize yeah. that. In and church. The, yeah. That somebody came looking to assassinate his father and asked somebody where Dr. King's father was. And they said, well, he's not here, but that's his wife up at the organ or piano or whatever. And and they shot her. So I just... Yeah, so Dr. Bernice A. King, who is the um, uh, in charge of the King Center now, so she had a lot of death in her childhood, you know, her grandparent, her parent, um, in a relatively short period of time. So that was something. Amina, you've got your hand up. Yes. Um, thanks, Karen. Um, one of the questions you had uh, were you and Kendra were asking was what I what we have learned from uh, Martin Luther King. Um, I would say I would go further and say what inspires me, and right. and 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 the thing that I've learned and I'd say inspires me about him is um, his perseverance, in a sense of never giving up, even though the task seemed impossible to um, achieve civil rights and, and for what he was fighting for, even though at that moment um, it seemed like a gargantuan, gargantuan task and, and an impossible thing to do. And he yet he never gave up his positive outlook on it. In fact, I think what sums it up for me, and I was pulling that up a minute ago when you mentioned the question, there was a, um, a quote that Nancy put in one of the email blasts that she sent to everyone. And honestly, that's what moved me to send the emails that I did to the members of Congress, which as a result, we ended up getting Cori Bush responding to that one, although I've been working with them for over a year. But but the fact that this um, just lately with um, with our government, especially Congress's complacency and silence um, with the situation in the Middle East uh, has been very disheartening for me personally. The fact that they're not in outrage for about what's happening, and not everyone is, um, you know, saying anything about the situation in Gaza, has been heartbreaking for me and demotivating in some sense. I would say in the last month or so. Um, but this, honestly, reading that email, I was thanking Nancy uh, for sending that email at the time that she did. Just, just. It's it just that quote that she had in there from Dr. Martin Luther King for me sums up what I think of him, what I've learned from him. And uh, and, and it says, and I'm going to repeat it, I'm sure all of you probably received that email as well. Um, it says, um, well, he says, um, I refuse to accept the view that mankind is so tragically bound to starless midnight of racism and war that the bright daybreak of peace and brotherhood can never become a reality. I believe that uh, uh, unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word. And in my opinion, I know at this point we have 42 co-sponsors, which is a, a big accomplishment and there's a lot, a long road to go. Uh, but I believe that um, peace will have the final word as well. So. That's that's what inspires me and what I what I've learned the perseverance from him. Thank you, Bren. You've got your hand up again. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, let me take it down real quick. Um, okay. Thank you. Uh, those were so good. Thank you for sharing uh, those insightful uh, tidbits and information that you all uh, picked up on. Um, one of the things I learned uh, in attending a couple of the summits that went on through the King Center uh, this week and last week. I think it was mostly last week. And uh, um, I I learned so much. But one of the things I think that was a, a good takeaway was when uh, Dr. Bernice King, uh, the CEO of, of the King Center, as you mentioned, uh, she, she mentioned that her father uh, used to bring other leaders in uh, um, into more um, more visible roles of leadership. You know, he would get them to do different things. He didn't think that he had to do everything or or say everything. He would pick others who 
you know, who were working on different things to to get out in front of the people and to say and do of, of whatever. And I thought that was really interesting because usually when we think about the civil rights movement, we mostly think of him. You know, we mostly see his face. And and during the anniversaries, of course, it was, it's his birthday, it's his namesake. So everything is sort of attributed to him. But really, you know, it took a lot of leaders doing lots of uh, tasks and and getting around to the people where he couldn't be everywhere it needed uh different people uh to to get around and to have that uh place with the people that he that they knew that they were working all together and i think we need more of that today i it seems like um it's just a few people that they kind of get off front and it seemed like they it seems like it. it might not be, but it seems like they just uh, kind of keep the mic to themselves. Maybe that's because the who's ever uh, given them the mic or got them on camera think that they're the ones who could bring in the, the viewership or, or what have you. But it's important that as we grow as leaders, that we don't let people uh, pigeonhole us and leave other people out because you never know when we're going to get snuffed out. And we need to make sure that other people are in place who can uh, carry on, who have that influence, and that uh, people know that they have our respect as well to carry on some of these tasks. So it's very important, I think, when you're leading and building, that you're preparing people to to come up and, and take on the torch, take on that mic, and to continue. And when he, and the example she gave was like Ralph Abernathy. She would call up Ralph. I mean, he would call up Ralph to do different things. And I thought that was interesting because I had read long ago, and let me know if I'm talking too much, <laughs> that Ralph Abernathy was one of the first ones who said, I have a dream. He used to always preface um, his comments when he would go up and speak with, I have a dream today. And then he would say whatever that was. So when Dr. Gein gave his speech, I think he was so, sort of uh, giving some homage uh, to uh, Dr. Abernathy, uh, Reverend Abernathy. Um, and uh, But the impact grew uh, so, and I don't know, you know, some of us, we could be a little vain. I'm not saying he was, not, not by any stretch. But sometimes if you say something and then somebody else say it and they become famous for it, you know, it, it, I don't know. It could make you feel some type of way. Maybe not. Maybe he was like, oh, yes, he made some of my words famous, you know. Uh, but some of us don't have the same impact as others. Uh, maybe people enjoyed it when he said it. But it it went around the world when Dr. King said it, the way he brought it into that speech and the way he kept echoing it and the way he delivered it and with the power and the might. So, uh, but sometimes that can can cause resentment. Uh, again, be humble and um, and not get caught up. You know, if, if someone does say, take something that we tend to do and we think, hey, that's usually what I say in my speeches or that we have to. There's no room for vanity when we're fighting for peace and when we're uh, trying to um, to to grow and to build leadership. So I just think we need to stay humble and uh, and bring others in and, and let's celebrate when, when we have those wins because it helps all of us. Okay. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah, at the uh, uh, the service that was on Monday from the King Center, uh, Dr. Bernice King kind of uh, underscored that. Um, uh, yeah, what what we're focusing on? Are we focusing on who's gotten credit, whose name got read? Or I think it actually was the the um, pastor who did the keynote later on in the program. Um, or are we focusing on going forward together and having the powerful movement and continuing the work? Um, yeah, even when you have the thought that it doesn't matter who gets the credit, as long as the work gets done or the message gets out there, sometimes people can have twinges or not. And whether or not he did, yeah, you're right. It it had a different kind of impact. Uh, Marsha, we're going to get to you after a minute, but Gerilyn has had her hand raised because uh, Marsha joined a little bit later. We haven't heard from her yet, but she put something interesting in the chat. Gerilyn, go ahead. Yeah, I'll be brief just to uh, follow up on uh, people that Dr. King was uh, I, fortunate, whatever, to surround himself with is do uh, Dr. Reverend uh, James Lawson. He was a keynote uh, member, came from SNCC in terms of uh, teaching folks how to organize 
you know, for the counter demonstrations and uh, to train people on how to <clears throat> react uh, during uh, all of the um, negativity that they would have to experience at the sit-ins at the counters and was actually very instrumental in uh, the nonviolence uh, education, uh, you know, with uh, Dr. King. He still is alive. He does uh, a workshop on the third Saturday of every month in LA. I've been attending over off and on uh, over, oh God, what, seven, eight years now. Uh, he's getting up there in age. Uh, They're currently doing a documentary on him, which obviously will include uh, a lot of the information in terms of uh, the history uh, with Dr. King. Uh, the other person, the other person I'd like to mention is uh, Bernard Rustin, which yes. is, there's a film on Netflix. If people haven't watched, oh, it is a uh, a wonderful film, and uh, he also is one of the unsung heroes <laughs> mm -hmm. from that, and was the uh, principal organizer of the March on Washington yes. sixty yes. years ago. So, and of course, obviously, it has a lot <laughs> in there in terms of the history with Dr. King uh, and, of course, and, and with the march. So that's all for now. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you. Thank you. Who was the first person you mentioned? I'm sorry. James, uh, Reverend Lawson, James Lawson. Okay. L-A-W-S-O-N. Okay. Thank you so much. Marcia, would you like to add to the conversation now or, or even just say hello where you're from? Anything about your connection with the campaign or peace building? Well, hi, everyone. My name is Marcia. Yes, I, I'll, I'll be very brief because I have a call right now, but I wanted to jump in there and say that my father and grandfather were also part of the march. Uh, some say, oh, yeah, the, what, the march on Selma. My father was with Dr. King every step of the way. And every picture that I see, I see my father and I see my grandfather in it. Because uh, back in that uh, time of the 60s, uh, there were many disturbances. I don't know if many of you heard of the Watts riots. Uh, it was a small city. Uh, de designated in Los Angeles County, and people were just going crazy. It all started with uh, a young lady that was supposedly had stolen something, and the police came, and they were just beating her down. That was the beginning of the Watts riot, and we went on through to the Rodney King riots, but my father was there to the end with uh, Dr. King, and I had the opportunity to play Coretta Scott King in a uh, church event that was standing room only, and that was because I knew them as a teenager, and I knew my father knew them, and so for some reason, the Black ministers in Watts at that time, which was kind of a lower-grade area, in impoverished. I mean, you could get uh, neck bones uh, for a quarter. My mom used to say, go down there and get 25 cents worth of neck bones. And of course, that was Dr. King's favorite meal. But on the surface of everything, they had to deal with some of the most horrid of times uh, going in the restaurants. They couldn't go in and eat. You had to go in around the corner uh, to use uh, a bathroom at that time, uh, water fountains, uh, colored or white only. I mean, they really endured to get this thing called civil rights out there in the world. And it's very interesting. I'm in the uh, Los Angeles County area, and uh, they attempted to put on a lot of events in behalf of King down and all time low, you have students, uh, junior high, senior high. Some uh, even said that uh, they never heard of him. Uh, what did he do? Uh, 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 is he still alive? This is what's going on in some of our 
school districts when it comes to remembering the dream. Many don't even remember the man. And so some of us that have seen this over the last weekend, we're, we're on the job doing things. And uh, if anyone wants to get involved, if you're here on the West Coast, uh, my uh, uh, website is www.c is in cat aacg.org. And we welcome you and anything that my team of 27 can do to help or say, then you can call on me. I have all of my father's pictures and records of him with Dr. King. And we are certainly going to see that the uh, uneducated, especially our youth, understand that they're in school even because of Dr. King. So that's my uh, little portion that I wanted to chat on. Thank you for allowing me to do so. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Yeah, there were a lot of um, strong leaders and uh, Dr. King encouraged that just as, as uh, Brennan, you're saying that uh, he realized the task at hand, like we realize with peace building, you know, bringing, changing the culture of peace, as we say, it's a paradigm shift. It's like civil rights was, it, it, it's huge and no one person can do it. It, it takes, mm -hmm. you know, a village of people um, working with many villages and so forth. So yeah, that is rather sad that young people um, or some young people, I should say, I would think there's a good number of young people that understand the legacy of King and, and what uh, people faced in his time and before. <sighs> um, I just wanted to interject a couple of things from working through the, the Nonviolence 365 coursework that stuck with me. Um, a big thing was hearing that Dr. King uh, was appealing to people of goodwill. And I know I've uh, kind of contemplated at different times when we're getting the word out about the campaign and peace building and that world peace is possible um, and we've got to work at it. Uh, like, who do we communicate with uh, outside of our choir, so to speak? And so it's kind of interesting. So how do we find a people of goodwill who will join the cause? Um, it kind of puts a positive spin to not everybody is going to be called to do this work, but people of goodwill, if you give them, um, you know, a good argument, demonstrate what's happening and, and show the un injustice in something, they would usually um, go into action with you. Uh, and the six steps and six principles uh, from conversation with someone at the King Center, they use that as the basis of conflict resolution amongst themselves at the King Center. So that was very interesting. And I look forward to continuing to um, study and practice the Kingian nonviolence, which was uh, the theme of their coursework over the last week and the programs that they had is that this is an ongoing study and practice. And uh, even Dr. Bernice King acknowledges that she's still studying and practicing that the, you know, uh, the old saying of progress, not perfection, that we all <laughs> have something to learn and grow from. And then the other thing that I'd heard of before, but really hadn't had top of mind is the the three evils of militarism, racism, and poverty or economic exploitation, that those were the things that King saw that we needed to overcome in order to manifest a beloved community. And certainly those are at the root of um, what needs to be addressed by all the undersecretaries in the Department of Peace and what we're facing. And it does seem insurmountable. And yet, um, it's, it's also just facing facts on this is what we have to face for people to have peace and justice uh, in the United States and in the world. So those were the big things for me this year. Anyone else who would like to speak next? Nancy. Yeah, I appeared now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. Get out of the car. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I just wanted to say something. I just drove up from San Diego. I was there over the weekend, long weekend, um, for two different Martin Luther King events there. Um, and that we have a really strong a San Diego peace movement. And uh, it was born out of Kids for Peace, really. And now those kids uh, who I knew as little kids are young adults. And um, so the the first uh, the first march was in the neighborhood in Southeast San Diego, also right next to uh, Barrio Logan. And so they had organized a march from Hope Baptist Church to Calvary Baptist Church. And they asked the Latino community to lead the parade. Um, so they brought all their lowrider cars and um, it was it was really festive and fun. And um, the reason they chose to go to Calvary was that uh, Dr. King spoke there in 1962. And um, one of the women who organized this parade was actually there for that. She's uh, she's a 92 year old person who's very active in the peace community, the Democratic Party, um, peace and justice issues. And um, so she organizes and the kids participated to the maximum. Just um, they did dances, they did songs, they did rap, they did all kinds of things. And one of the young ladies um, who I've known, like I said, since she was just tiny, um, read Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech, and it was absolutely incredible. It was just, you know, so beautiful. So it was really nice to see that that in the community. And then the next day, San Diego had a pretty huge parade um, in their downtown area. And again, it was pretty, pretty diverse, a lot of different people. And um, we marched, uh, Kids for Peace marched with uh, Veterans for Peace. So that was a nice connection that went on there. Mm. So that was, it was really, it's been a really special weekend. Wonderful, thanks. Anyone else? I just wanted to say that, um, Um, what I learned about Retta Scott King is that she was part of the peace movement before um, Dr. King embraced that. And I was surprised to learn that she was a classically trained opera singer. And she raised she put that behind her, um, but she raised a lot of money through um, concerts, freedom concerts mm. for mm -hmm. the SCLC. So I was impressed with that. Yeah. Okay. So it became a tool in the peace building and nonviolence. Mm. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Okay. Any anyone Karen? else? Sure, I I could say something. Um, um, taking that nonviolence three sixty five course is one of the best things I ever did in my life. Um, um had a pro profound impact on me. Um, I talk about. Martin Luther King to to many people these days. His is, um, teachings um, are <clears throat> so um, so good. I mean, I learned about stuff about the concept of agape and um, creating a beloved community and seeing when it comes to, to negotiation and reconciliation for nonviolent conflict resolution in all situations, the tool of learning, of, of seeing the kernels of truth in your opponent's viewpoints and seeking to defeat injustice and never to defeat people, never to defeat or denigrate people, your opponent, what have you. 
Um, and um, wow, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, super powerful. I I so recommend taking this course. I mean, and it's a long course. They call it eighteen hours. It's much much longer for mm -hmm. me. It was if you, for how slow I read and comprehend and doing all the optional stuff. If I wish, I wish there was like a really like shortened version of it that they could like make the leaders in all walks of life take. I think the impact would be like just immeasurable, immeasurably good. Well, you know what they say, you're never given a wish without also being given uh, the power to make it true, but it's actually true before your wish. The be love training is actually kind of a, a shortened virgin version of gotcha. the non-violence 365. Obviously, awesome. so much in non-violence 365 by the King Center. Cool. Um, oh but God. it's about a six-hour um, virtual course. So they repeated wow. that. Um, Brenda, what are you asking about what is part of the non-violent 365 class? I'm not sure what you're asking. Well, That's I wish there was like... was speaking about, but Brenda's asking a question in the chat. Oh. Um, this this call tonight is not part of that, but that's part of what we've been um, doing elsewise. So we've you know included that what our experience of the King Center, what we've learned from the King Center, and uh, through that course and just in life. So that's what Charlie was talking about. Yes, what he learned from the Nonviolence three sixty five course or the impact on him. Yeah. Yeah, so the Be Love training, I, I recommend it highly. They have, um, they offer that for free uh, lately. They've had a few sessions for free and uh, and you are there live with the trainers that you see in the Nonviolence 365 class. Oh, okay, goodbye, Amina. Next on the Thank you. Anybody Amy. we haven't heard from yet, we've just got a few more minutes, like about seven minutes and we close with a quote. Um, anybody we haven't heard from that would like to speak about um, inspiration or impact from the Kings or nonviolence? I think Joni. I don't think we've heard from you, but I'll you know if you if there if you don't like to speak, you don't have to. I'm just appreciating everyone else's comments and learning about what's going on and related to uh, Martin Luther King and his family. And um, thank you. Right now I'm working on a big event for the International Day of Peace 2024, mm -hmm. September 21st in San Francisco. You will hear more. <laughs> Thanks, Joni. I just thought I'd uh, say what came to mind when I was hearing both uh, Bren and Marcia speak about the leadership that uh, Dr. King inspired and encouraged in the movement, that we here with the Department of Peace campaign also inspire and encourage anyone who'd like to be more involved in a leadership role or just um, anything with ideas and so forth. Uh, we're always looking to expand our group. We have our national committee. And then we also have a strategy group that we formed a couple of years ago if people want to work on a certain project with other people. So there's a lot of behind the scenes going on uh, month to month and so forth that uh, people are very welcome to get involved with if they'd like to. And if anybody on the call uh, would like to talk about what that might look like for them, you can email me at karen at peacealliance.org. We can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation or um, just say something in the email, anything to that effect. If you know other people that are wondering how they can get more involved in their community or toward world peace uh, or peace in the United States, nonviolence, uh, invite them to our calls, um, refer them to, to me or Nancy, whatever it is. We, we're in an upswing and getting more and more people involved and we we really want to to move forward we've got a good foundation now to be able to put people to work and and collaborate and cooperate and uh we'd really like to do that 
Okay. Anyone else have anything they'd like to say inspired by someone else or anything? Hello. Ben, you're back uh, again. I just want to make sure. Uh, I don't want to talk too long. I, I just want to draw everyone's attention to something I put in the chat about the uh, rally March 2nd at the capitals uh, across the country, at many of the capitals. So there's a flyer there. So please get that and share it in your networks. It's um, uh, led by the Poor People's Campaign, but lots of organizations are invited. Okay, thank you, Bryn. To be a part of that. And so if you all have names of groups and emails and all of that, so, okay. As you know, the Poor People's Campaign init was initiated by Dr. King. Thank you, thank you. Um, and if anybody doesn't know, you can save the chat by at the bottom of the chat, there's the three dots, you press on that and it says more and then say save chat and uh, it'll pop up after the call is done so that you can access any of the links and information that was there if you haven't been watching that while we're on the call. Okay. One other thing that we talked about earlier, and I think, Bren, you were interested in this, that was on the email reminder for the last couple of calls and actually going into the fall, is this initiative, Peace on Earth by 2030. So they call it a game that they're playing, and they focus on seven competencies of building peace worldwide and um, having this grow exponentially. So there's a an hour-long uh, introduction call if anybody wants to to have a link to that that hasn't gotten it already. Uh, again, email me at karen at peacealliance.org. Uh, but they started that today. It's two hours every Wednesday at noon Eastern time for two hours. And then there's an app and you get connected uh, with three people. Um, if and they're making just one exception that if anybody has heard about it and would like to join, but they hadn't already because we got put into groups of three, that they can still join by um, 5 p.m. Eastern time on Friday, but you'll need to join in groups of three. So if anybody wants to check that out, um, you can, again, email me uh, to uh, get that information or maybe hook up with a couple other people that had expressed interest, but I'm we're not sure about the status if they'd like to go forward with it um, or just go to uh, the address on the, I think it's peace earth, peace2030.earth. Um, so you can see more about it there and connect directly with the organization. Okay. And who has our closing quote for this evening? Well, I can... I can do. Um, I would repeat the one that, that uh, Amina gave earlier today. Um, I think it's very inspiring. Uh, it's Dr. King saying, I refuse to accept the view that mankind is so tragically bound to the starry, starless midnight of racism and war that the bright daybreak of peace and brotherhood can never become a reality. I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word. Awesome. I think yeah. that's what keeps a lot of us going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Keep it on. <laughs> Love to all. Okay. Okay.